0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Star Network proudly presents to you the most electric fantasy football podcast out there today, the draft guru, Cody Marenthal, the bread slinger, bread maker, Drew Schrader, and not the one time, not the two time, but the three time fantasy champion in Evan Roosh to form draft day preppers. Let's get it.
1: Welcome again, everyone, to another episode of the Draft Day Preppers, your number one spot for fantasy football advice to get you ready for your draft day and to absolutely positively dominate your league, make fun of your league mates, make sure that you're able to tell them how much, uh, I mean, how smarter, how much smarter you are, how much smarter there's the college showing, uh, just how much better you are as a person, because fantasy football relevance means life relevance, as as we all know.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. But so very warm.
1: happy to be joined as always by our good friend Cody C underscore mar 54 on all social medias as well, and also Drew.
0: What's up, guys? I don't have <laughs> anything yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then I'm your third co host, Evan Roosh. Um, you can find us on all the social medias at draft day preppers on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Make sure to like, subscribe leave us a nice little supporting comment if you'd like. But today we have an extremely exciting episode for you guys. Uh, In the first episode we talked about general fantasy football advice, ranging from how to create the best possible league, to also how to, just some like tips and tricks on how to best dominate your draft, as well as just, you know, some in-season tips as well. So if you haven't listened to that, of course, run back and give it a listen. But Today, we are talking all about running backs. Let's
0: go, RBs.
1: We've been referencing this one, and or we referenced this a lot in episode one. And honestly, this might be the most excited I've been for our two-episode run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this one's going
0: to be fun. It, it, it makes and it makes your fantasy team, for sure.
1: Yes, makes and breaks literally your entire entire team. So what we did is we shot a single dart to decide our draft order and we shot it on just a little dartboard that i have uh in the in our recording studio it's definitely not a basement it's a (laughs) full-fledged recording studio and the order will be myself at number one because i hit a two on the board uh drew got spot number two because he completely missed the board (laughs) And then Cody hit a 18, and he decided that he wanted to pick at spot three. I
0: want the double up. I want the double up.
1: Want the double I want up. A
0: strategy in that. I want the double up.
1: Want the double up for sure. So, do you guys have anything that you want to talk about before we just dive right into the snake draft, or do you guys just want to get into it?
0: I'm uh, ready to dive in like a cannonball.
1: Look at you. Jeez. Is that Miley Cyrus or <laughs> is that just Cody Marenthal?
0: Who knows. Have we been in the same room
1: together? I don't think so. Yeah, that I means just like Hannah Montana. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate spin off. <laughs>
2: See Cody coming in on a wrecking
0: ball.
1: We maybe that can be one of our pieces of content. <laughs> in, in in high <laughs> on school. On TikTok. <laughs> in
0: high school, I actually uh we did uh it was like media studies and I actually mouth uh mouth sang Lip song? lip sync. Lip sync. Lip sang. Lip synced? Sure. Uh, Miley Cyrus' song. The one with you, like, lick the hammer. I licked the hammer. It was funny, apparently. Yikes. Big jokester. But I I win Fantasy League, so.
1: Would absolutely love to see this content. (laughs) It's gone, honestly.
0: I've tried to find it.
1: Without any further ado, let's just jump right into the draft. And we're going to be, with each pick, we're going to be breaking down the actual individual running back. We're going to be talking about their situation a little bit, what we love, any hesitancies, uh, all that good stuff, so... Really looking forward to this episode, so without for any further ado, the first pick of the running backs, which should come as no surprise um, for me, will be Jonathan Taylor.
0: Oh, uh, yep, that's, yeah, that's 1-1. One, one. I was kind of hoping for some something crazy, but...
1: That's, I mean, the only, there's just no reason when you look back at the 2021 stats, which I'll also give you some, some of JT stats which is absolutely insane considering last year was only his second year as an NFL pro. He had 1,811 yards. He had 18 touchdowns, which is just insane numbers for someone his age as well as, you know. I mean, Carson Wentz, I guess, didn't really affect him too much. I think just his overall situation. Does actually get better with Matt Ryan, in my opinion. Matt Ryan, yeah. he's kind of just... he. I will say he's a little bit older now, but he's still just an incredible quarterback. He's been doing it for years. He's a consistent vet from all reports out of Colts camp. Matt Ryan, um, their offense is just... He's targeting... Or not camp, excuse me, OTAs. He's targeting Jonathan Taylor. He's targeting the running back position. Uh, like I mentioned, JT. He had... 332 attempts rushing, and 53 targets.
2: Yeah, he's a monster. That'll play.
1: With 40 receptions. And one of my favorite stats to actually look at when I'm deciding on who to take where is opportunities. And opportunities is just simply uh, a combination of rushing attempts as well as targets. So Jonathan Taylor had 385 opportunities where he... Either touched the ball or was targeted with a potential reception. And that is, I believe, third best out of all of these running backs that we'll be talking about today. Absolutely insane numbers. He's going to get the ball early, often, whether they're winning, whether they're losing. He's a consistent part of the Colts offense. He is the Colts offense. And I think that the Colts are going to be a really good team. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is incredible. He's only going to get better with another year under his belt. So there's no other, I just, I don't need to oversell anyone on, you know, why JT is so awesome. And in terms of fantasy production, he averaged 20.8 points a game, and he played all 17 games.
0: you You couldn't come up with a better selection.
1: Yeah, it was very I yeah, just was racking my brain on it, didn't know what to do. So, and I mean, he's on the field all the time. In every single game that he played, he averaged 69 nice <laughs> percent of snaps, and the only reason why he didn't honestly have hires is because within the first 5 weeks, he was only getting 55% of snaps, 45, 48, 51, 52, then after that and even on the back end of the year, We have 98, 79, 71, 91. So we have a guy who's truly going to be a complete monster. I don't expect, when we talk about end-of-season finishes, barring any other injuries or any injuries, there's no way in my mind that he doesn't end up as the running back one uh, for all of fantasy football. And I should also back up. Uh, We are going off of uh, .5, half-point PPR. Uh, for all of our rankings and all of our decisions, so just keep that in mind when you when you listen. But anyway, Jonathan Taylor somehow, some way off the board.
0: Yeah, you pretty much covered it all. Um, Matt Ryan better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Also um, emerged last year in the Falcons. Cordell Patterson caught a lot mm-hmm. out of the backfield. Might have been a little bit to do with lack of weapons, but that's probably a good. Look for Jonathan Taylor of getting receptions as well.
1: Right. I mean, in my opinion, I would say Michael Pittman Jr. definitely the primary target. I don't see anyone else in that wide receiver room that would no one worry me about taking any targets away from Jonathan yeah, Taylor.
0: Rookie Alec Pierce and then Paris Campbell. Mm-hmm. So he's their offense. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. So anyway, with pick number two, Drew.
0: I don't have
2: that many stats, but the. Actual one hundred and one pick right here, Chris, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> he oh provides you. He provides you a ceiling higher than anything Jonathan Taylor can actually touch. Okay, he's been he's been hurt the past two years. Yes, he's effed up some people's fantasy leagues, but when he does hit, he's got a ceiling that no one else can reach in the entire draft. Mm-hmm. He's he's ridiculous. Baker came to town. He's going to boost him up over Sam Darnold. Absolutely. He's got to help him over Sam Darnold. Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey, if you play in a half-point PPR league, he's the one-on-one pick. It's a little scary. Jonathan Taylor is whatever. It's a safe pick if you want to be up there in the playoffs. But if you actually want to win, Christian McCaffrey's the pick.
0: Yeah. um, Too too risky for my britches. Um, I have him down here as running back nine. Oh, that's get out of here! That's where what? That's where I would take him. Um, because honestly, front half, t- top top five, top five pick, top five pick, running back nine. Why? Back nine. Because he's injury prone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's just, not that's not a thing. I just don't believe in players being injury prone. No, either. it's not a thing. No.
0: Okay, Cody's talking out of in- his ass. Injury prone, and then also playing on the Carolina Panthers Who and cares? not wanting to play with that team. That's what I think, and honestly, hmm. it's it's just, it's just one of those things. If you're a top, if I draft you in the top five, like picks, you're gonna have to be like almost a for sure thing. Hmm. And he hasn't been the last two years. When was because he got time? injured? Well, when but was they, last? When was the last time he performed?
1: 2019 was the year that he had when he set the fantasy football community ablaze. He had 413 points, which has never, in my recollection, has never been done before, had 141 targets. 100. He had 1,300 yards rushing and over 1,000 yards receiving.
0: That's and the ceiling I've been and talking and about, and ladies
2: and gentlemen. Oh, 100%. Yes.
0: And that's why I limit – I would say I wouldn't take him in the top five just because if you take a player like that and he ends up getting hurt, you don't have a pick for the next – if you if you get the first overall yeah. pick and you take him, you don't have the pick for the next twenty three picks. Yeah. And you then you're just getting technically a top twenty five. Evan, player. where would
2: you draft him?
1: There's in my no opinion, way nine. No in, way. No, in my opinion, That's... Christian McCaffrey is the one oh three. So in my personal That's rankings, fair. which I'm sure that which I'm sure guaranteed that Cody's gonna take next. I mean I mentioned it before, my soapbox about Derrick Henry. I have such faith in him. I think he's going to be, barring, and I won't get into let it. I won't open Get over out really. of here. But yeah, anyway, at the 102 is Christian McCaffrey.
0: Just just because you uh, said Derrick Henry, I'm not going to take him. Thank God. The, with my third With pick. my third pick?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go Najee Harris. Let's go. Najee Harris. I did actually. Um, yeah. Workhorse. I would say. Not exactly Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry esque. Where he was the Steelers' offense last year, mm-hmm. Big Ben was like a complete shell of any sort of like good quarterback. It's kind of crazy that Mitchell Trubisky might be an upgrade over Big Ben um, or Kenny Pickett, for that matter. Um, I would uh, say Mitchell Trubisky is probably like a he's like a backup quarterback um, for most teams. Or you have Kenny Pickett and backup quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks love checking down on the receivers, mm-hmm. or at least they're very encouraged to do that early on in their career. So that's good for his uh, receptions. Um, last year he had 1,200 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns, just a sh- just 50 yards short of 500 receiving yards. Um, but it's going to be a tough division. I think he, he actually is my running back's. Running back two.
1: Um, I think me and you have the exact same rank. When I'm talking about end-of-season rankings, I do think Najee will almost for sure finish in the top three. Yep, I got him at three. Last year, he was the running back four and half-point PPR. He had 401 opportunities. Mike Tomlin last week, even in an interview, said that Najee Harris will have to be a bell cow for us. So, I mean, you have organizational buy-in. He's also young, so and just traditionally Steelers running backs well A, they perform fairly well, but they also just get all the work. They're not yep. a by committee no. franchise. They always like to appoint one guy and just roll with it.
0: And like always when you get a chance to, if like a quarterback position is like up in the air and they have a good running back, take that guy because that's something they can always hang their hat on. And build their offense around is that running back, and that's Najee Harris, pretty much in a nutshell. Yeah,
1: yeah couldn't agree more. As a pretty good pick.
0: Alrighty, <laughs> and then uh, number four.
1: Oh, when are we going to go with this one?
0: Uh, Derrick Henry. Ah. Now, Derrick Henry. Um, he was hurt last year, but that's a that's a guy I'll I'll take a flyer on because he is the most used running back in the NFL when he's healthy. He averaged 29 touches a game last year in the games he played. In and eight th-
1: total games that he played.
2: Yeah. The next,
0: the next person had 22. Um, yeah. So I will definitely take that guy. Their uh, quarterback position is also up in the air. Uh, they took Malik Willis. They do have Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill is probably going to start, but yeah. he is playing for his job. Um, receiver room, Robert big shakeup. Bobby tr- Trees. Bobby. <laughs> They trade they traded A. J. Brown to the Eagles. Uh they drafted Traylon Bur Tray- yeah, Traylon Burks, mm-hmm. brought in Robert Woods. There's a lot of lot of movement going on there. They've always hanged their hat on Derrick Henry. They're not gonna stop. Um only concern is he's a big powerful back. He's probably like the unicorn of those guys that have been able to stay healthy for a long time. But last year was the first nick in the armor. So that is a little bit worrisome, but I mean, he's he's running back uh three for me.
2: And that is what I'm talking about. Falls into my lap. Oh. Derrick Henry, terrible pick at three. <laughs> oh
0: really? Goodness. Oh I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh god.
2: We're gonna go with uh my running back that I had all season long last year, Joe Mixon.
1: Really? Yes, it was
2: tight. Joe Mixon, Eckler are really close. I think Eckler might be a little bitch. I think he might be a little (laughs) fragile. I think he might get a little fragile this year, might get a little banged up. We're not really sure. I like Eckler, but Joe Mixon, okay, he's not the talent of some of these top running backs, but he's on a very high-powered offense. He's going to be down by the end zone. He's going to be used. They just boosted up their offensive line I think he's gonna get better from last year and he had an outstanding le- year last year.
0: Joe Mixon for pick four. Yeah, I mean that's a good pick. He's um, up there. Like once you get past like these first three, I think there's some latitude on who you could go with. Yep. Um I don't think he'll get better from last year, but he did have like a really good year last year. Their O line did get better. Yep. They traded for Lil Collins. They added um Alex Kappa from the Buccaneers. Um but, yeah, I think – and he is uh, third in most red zone touches for running backs, mm-hmm. which is always – I mean – That's the bread and butter, baby. Got to score uh score points. But, um, yeah, no, I think there's some latitude with – f- other than, like, the top three or four. Um, I would have went probably with someone else, but it's a good pick. Who's that other guy that you would have went with? <laughs> well, I don't want to give it away for Evan. No,
1: oh, it can't. Well, it's just interesting, just a quick aside. Like, we talked about tier-based drafting quite a bit last episode. So, technically, with all of our picks, our top five, which I would consider maybe like our first, our overall tier one, is Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, and then Joe Mixon. So, do you guys agree with, like, that's, is that your realistic tier one? Not McCaffrey. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but meters? I
0: mean, I mean, I've seen worse uh, okay. top five running backs. I mean, he's got the highest ceiling in the league. That's that's for sure. But the floor is uh, pretty loose. It is. It mm-hmm. is. But
1: and just uh, with your Derrick, not to back up too much, but with the Derrick Henry pick, like two hundred thirty nine touches in the eight games.
0: It's getting a bit old. Or, yeah, 20, 29
1: touches a game. Right. right, and also they paid him fifty million dollars, so <laughs> it's like if you follow the money they're never they're always going to force feed him the ball he's always going to be the priority in that offense no matter who they bring in and i just think the titans got better and the bengals also went to the super bowl last year of course they're going to be a tremendous team you think the titans got better from last year i, I don't think, think that they did no
0: they were the number what were they one i
1: mean
2: no, they, they got were,
0: they got better through like no. not having all those guys injured because they lost Elliot, aj brown uh, but like I don't I, think they're gonna sniff the AFC the championship. They probably, game. they probably had like the most injured team last year, so that's why I would say that they right. improved.
1: Like, like their O line was very up. Who they're up. gonna
0: throw to? Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. Robert Woods is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bobby Trees, I
2: love Bobby Trees, but he's really? not gonna be he's not gonna be scoring like AJ Brown. Was. I think it's
1: gonna be the same Titans team as as old, where it's run the ball. Yeah, why are you worried about play some D. D?
0: <laughs> because with, hey, the throw, throwing the
2: ball moves moves the chains and
1: you so does need Derek Derrick Henry. So need does Jer- Derrick Henry picks up the chains and takes them with uh, okay. him and then stiffs arm the uh chain gang. Are
0: are you getting in front of Derrick Henry in that yellow line? Oh, I'll take out those little legs of his. <laughs> little legs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Derrick
0: Henry, if you hear this, please please
1: truck this man. Would you rather walk across the United States of America in a pair of a converses or try to tackle Derrick Henry, just the Oklahoma drill. You do either, you get a million dollars.
2: I would
0: try to tackle
2: Derrick Henry because my
0: arches would be toast. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to add a twist where if I don't tackle Derrick Henry, you keep doing it. Because then I would definitely do the walk thing. If sure. I had to if I had to keep like getting back like lining up against Derrick Henry until I tackled him, I mean I'd probably pass out from like concussions before that would happen, but not a big walker.
1: But yeah, I'm gonna take the walk though. All He's right. taking a walk. Boris Gump over here. Wow. Let's move
2: on. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting ready for my next are you,
1: pick. Are you getting getting hot and oh, snowy yeah. over there for I
2: think I should be good to go?
1: For another just bum pick. Yeah. So you could probably guess where I'm going with this one. I do think that Austin Eckler is the for sure pick here. I love your guys' picks with Derrick Henry, Najee. I mean even Joe Mixon has Tremendous upside on a team that's very good. Austin Eckler, I think, is a great pick here. Um, Personally, in my rankings, I had him, I believe, the running back four, I would say, in the projected finish. But just Austin Eckler, he's on such a high powered offense. I mean, there is a little worry because the Chargers did draft a running back, Isaiah Spiller. So there is some worry there. I do think, though, that Austin Eckler is just. A very for-sure PPR monster. I mean, last year he had 94 targets, had 400 yards receiving, um, just only 911 yards rushing, which I would say is a little concerning. He did miss a game, so that could maybe affect why he didn't get to 1,000. But when I'm playing the opportunities game, he had 300 opportunities. If we get 300 opportunities on offense like the Chargers led by Justin Herbert. Uh, also led by you know Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I just think that's such a great offense that you need to have the running back one for, and Austin Eckler has proved that he can do it, and they paid him. So I mean, mm-hmm. if you follow the money, which I always like to do in these kinds of situations, I do think that he's an extremely safe pick, uh, extremely safe pick to have.
0: Yeah. Um. Like I said, this area kind of has a lot of. Latitude of what you could do. I have him at running back eight. Not that that's a bad thing. Does Um, Cody just
1: (laughs) hate small running backs? No. Um, I think he just does. Austin
0: Eckler actually has a special place in my heart. Uh, Two years ago, 2019, took him fourth, fifth round, and I got a lot of Austin Eckler. And he uh, went to rush for (laughs) 700 yards and have 900 yards receiving. So, yeah, stick it to you guys. No. But um, no, I just think guys like there just gets to a certain point with uh some running backs on teams that have been there for a while. They try to get a guy that helps take the load off a little bit of their veteran, so they can keep him healthy for big games, playoffs, for sure. Or that ridiculously tough division. I think I say a Spiller's that guy. I don't think it'll be that crazy. Like if you take like you said, running back five, is this fifth pick, six? Is this this pick will be the six. sixth. Sixth, okay. yeah. It's not going to make or break you. It's no. just where, where I had him rated. Um, but, yeah, he does have a special place in my heart always. He vindicated me in the league. Um, I hope he does well. But He helped
2: win me $1,750 last year. I that also sounds- have a uh, –
0: did you cut him off a of piece or I was about to of say it? did you did send you him them?
1: something? No. No. You sure? Just give I his address him and nothing. send so. send him a nice bouquet. <laughs> then with uh, my next pick cuz I do have that turn. I think it's just one of those things. Don't overthink it and I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Nice pick. I agree. And Dalvin yeah. Cook, he's been doing just incredible fantasy work for a long time now. I mean, he's last year, I mean, you're going to hear me talk about opportunities a lot during these episodes. Average 22.9, so basically 23 opportunities. He just is He's an incredible player to watch as well. Just him being on my team the last few years, loved turn, like tuning into like Vikings games. Yeah, All he does it. is kill the division in general. So, like, that's six games where you can almost guarantee that he's going to have. Two
0: games against the Lions.
1: Right, right. He's good. He's gonna just have an incredible amount of work. Uh, Alexander Madison. You don't really have to worry about him taking too many carries away. I mean, that is some. I've seen some people say that that's one of the reasons why they don't draft him. Draft Alvin Cook. I mean, Alexander Madison's a great backup to have on your fantasy team if he's available. He's
2: insane. He fills right in.
1: But when you just look at snap percentages, opportunities, as well as just past performance, I think Dalvin Cook and I just think the Vikings. The Vikings are gonna be their offense at least It's gonna be pretty good this year. Oh yeah, yeah. they get they got a
0: lot Jay of I- they cause a lot of issues for defenses. I think um another I've always liked uh Alexander Madison. I always thought he was like a backup to kind of worry about, but they hired uh Kevin O'Connell who was part of the um McVay tree. A lot of people will just think, oh, that's zone running. But he's recently talked about wanting to be a multiple-run team, so running some power, some duo stuff. And Alexander Madison's really only a zone-running running running back. So that actually should cut down on his usage a little. Um, You could look at that from um, Dalvin Cook's going to have some more mileage on him. might get hurt, but I choose to be positive he's going to get more
1: touches.
2: Good for about 13 to 14 games a year.
1: Yeah, that's why it's very important to draft Alexander Madison, I think, in the backgrounds, because Dalvin Cook does miss, and you'll definitely see this a lot with running backs that we talk about. An NFL running back is almost for certain going to miss at least two games, I would say, on average. Like the Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris, they're so young that they don't really get injured. So that's why they played right. So that's why they just don't play seventeen games, or that's why they did play seventeen games. But with these other guys, you can expect them to probably miss at least two, if not three, each year. All right, am I up? You betcha.
2: Let's go. All right, my next pick. It's uh, it's happening. It's the Packers' pick, baby.
1: Yo, look at that.
2: I I just I gotta put him ahead of uh, well, DeAndre Swift. But
1: you want to say this man's name? Mm-hmm. You want to say this man's name at any like,
2: Oh, Aaron Jones, baby, <laughs> let's go. He's gonna be peppered with targets. Aaron Rodgers. We're not sure who's gonna pop off. Alan Lazard, Christian Watson. Aaron Jones is gonna be the top guy in Green Bay this year. I mean, he's got uh, AJ really? Dillon.
1: What do you mean top? Just like top
2: fantasy score.
1: Right. Okay.
2: Yeah. I think he yeah, will. He's gonna he's gonna sure. catch so many passes, which is a boost for your uh, PPR slash uh, half PPR teams. Obviously, he'd be a little lower in standard, but I think uh, the pick right here is Aaron Jones. I don't know. I might be drafting him a, a bit high, but nope,
0: I don't think so. Uh, that's actually he's perfectly rated for me. Running back seven. Um, cool, cool. Packers O line question marks with Elton being healthy. I don't think it will affect his value at all. Devontae is gone in uh, Aaron Jones' seven games without Devontae. He's had 388 receiving yards, 47 targets, four touchdowns, 36 yeah. receptions. He's definitely featured when Devontae has gone, and he is in Las Vegas. So I think he's going to be leaned on heavily. Aaron Jones is also a monster at
2: the goal line. He just knows how to get in. Oh, yeah. He, he's, a, he, he's a wizard he's down a there. He's a small
0: back, but yep. I'll never forget when he ran right through um, Isaiah Simmons um, in that Cardinals game when, when we were without Devontae.
1: He just
2: seems oh, to yeah. step
0: up. Sewell Douglas game. My,
1: My only worry with Aaron Jones is last year, he only had four rushing touchdowns the entire year. believe that that will get boosted back up, so I would expect 9-10 to touchdowns from him.
2: Oh, I think he's going over. Just
1: with his talent. I mean, two years ago, he just had an insane number of touchdowns. Yeah. So I do expect that to regress to the mean.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of those things. Like, if A.J. Dillon's in the game, like, in the red zone, it's probably going to be a run to him. Um, Whereas, Aaron Jones had six receiving touchdowns. Mm -hmm. When you get down into the red area, gold zone, uh, what floor likes to say, um, you're just looking for matchup nightmares. Aaron Jones can be that guy, so I still think he'll be effective in that area, but it'll just have to be through the passing game um but yeah, he's perfectly rated right where you picked him. I like that pick a lot, thank you, Cody. Your first one so far that I liked
2: yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> All right, Cody, you're up, buddy. <laughs> Cody, with let's
2: see what you got. I need one guy to fall to me,
0: so all right. Well, I'm gonna go with a Cleveland Brown, Nick Chubb. Yes. I love this man. Um, Nick Chubb, I actually have rated higher than i I would say that the uh, rankings people out there do. Um, I just think he's so consistent; he's always there. Um, it kind of sucks that Cream Hunt's his backup. Kareem Hunt does add a lot for the Browns receiving game. But could be gone Nick, this year. Nick Chubb, yeah. Nick Chubb did good. Uh he, he did very well with uh Baker Mayfield as quarterback. Which that's not a bad quarterback, but it's certainly not good. So if Deshaun does get suspended, they have Jacoby Brissett. There shouldn't be much of a drop off in his play based on there. And then if Deshaun doesn't get that many games, he, his value goes up because the efficiency of the offense goes up.
1: I just think that's where we differ. I think that if Deshaun doesn't play, that drastically affects all the Cleveland Browns just because I think that you're look, if it's Jacoby Brissett, I think that just naturally decreases red zone opportunities. I think that just naturally decreases goal line touches for Nick Chubb. Wasn't there He's a, still going to get his work regardless. He's going to get those handoffs. But that's just kind of one of the things I'm worried about. Will Deshaun Watson, if he gets suspended for the year or even eight games, 12 games, whatever, that would be one of my hesitancies to drafting Nick Chubb.
0: Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Um, it would, I think Percet is obviously less of a quarterback than Baker Mayfield, but I wouldn't say it's by that much. Um, and usually with, like, Bad quarterbacks. There's a lot of screen game stuff added. But a good thing is that the Browns do have one of the better O lines in the league. Thought they were weren't they the best last year? Uh yeah. They did lose last
1: year was the Cowboys according to pro football football.
0: Well, really? you know, uh, sometimes those guys no. No, uh that's just like this. It's uh it'd be a discussion. I don't think the Cowboys were. But um Browns Browns top top five offensive line for sure they lost jc Treader, but they have some young guys to fill it i just think he's really consistent um always a big game guy it's a tough division kind of with the defenses in there but
2: he's one of the most consistent backs he constantly finds himself in top 10 top uh yeah. running backs in the league so i don't know i don't think it's a bad pick at all you pick him uh running towards back the end eight? of the first turn on the second he's yeah. amazing
0: Oh man, this is where it gets tough. Let's go. Let's go. I like both tough. my picks
1: next, so. this is where you really me have to dig deep. I'm in. looking, no, I'm looking at my it.
0: rankings, and I like want to change it already. Yeah, let's go. Um,
1: this is why we do this live. So like, there's just so much to think about in these different situations. Because I'm right there with you, Cody. There's two guys that I'm looking at in your position that I'm just going completely back and forth on. Oh yeah, yeah okay. I'm probably. I feel like I'm about to shock people with this pick. No, don't do it. That's
0: my. I guy, I feel like dude. I'm gonna shock people with this. Don't pick. Don't do He's it. Do it. He's gonna Pe- do it. People know from my rant on Christian McCaffrey that injured running backs or old running backs I do not like. Oh. No. And I'm gonna go Javante Williams. What? From what the hell really? was that? Javante, Williams okay. Really Cody ricos. lost. Cody lost this draft. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. no, I'm not. am no, not as worried. I was okay. expecting Dude, else. Um, no, uh, 908 rushing yards in the shadow of Melvin Gordon. Um, for whatever re- this is, this is kind of like a a proud pick. He sh- he should be here. I don't know why they brought back Melvin Gordon. Because he was hey, good. He was no, good last he was year. He was not. Yes. He was. He was. It was the same thing as watching Zeke play and. Tony Pollard play. Williams was a better running back all year. The only thing that worries about me is that they actually brought Melvin Gordon back, and if they wanted a backup running back...
1: Paid him, too. It it was pretty cheap, so like, there's not a lot riding there. In my opinion, paying a running back any dollars is too much.
0: (laughs) I guess. But uh, it just worries me that if they wanted a backup running back, they wouldn't have brought the starter from last year, but... I'm thinking he has the highest ceiling. He's got a big other ceiling. Than Christian, like, other than Christian McCaffrey. Oh, my, like my next pick. Guys, Javante, Javante Williams has a top ceiling. It pains me that they brought Melvin Gordon back.
2: He doesn't have that ceiling unless Gordon gets hurt. He which, won't reach which, the ceiling unless
0: Gordon gets hurt or traded. Or maybe they're like, or here's another thing is that last year they were coached by Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. This year, Nathaniel Hackett. I would hope Hackett's like, hey, Javante Williams, the best running back on this team, let's start him instead of that like old running back that has so many carries on his body from Wisconsin and early in his career.
1: Right, yeah. It's just very interesting because I'm going to bring up opportunities again. Javante Williams last year, 256 opportunities, meaning those are times he ran the ball or got targeted. Melvin Gordon, 242
0: are pretty close.
1: So last year, that's just such a close split, but I do agree, Javante Williams, if he is just turns into this main back for an offense that got better with Russell Wilson, there's such a good chance at him doing top 10 for sure numbers.
0: You think they win their division? I think they're the worst team in the division. What? Well, get
2: out of here. Actually, second worst. I okay.
1: Alright, rank that division now.
2: Um, Chiefs, Denver, uh,
0: Chargers, Raiders. We're completely different.
1: Really, Chargers? Yes, that's where my Raiders, mind was going.
0: Chargers, Raiders. Oh, um, I'm Broncos, a... Chiefs. This one's Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs have. Tough. Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. He's the he's the best. He is like who I'd want to be my quarterback. Mm-hmm. They have took a severe step back in a lot of departments. Losing Tyreek Hill will not matter. Oh, like, I lot. agree. You, you can't just lose Tyreek Hill and add MVS and Juju and think Sky it'll Moore. be okay. Sky Moore. Sky Moore, too. They also have another uh, another guy that I can't think of right now who might even be ahead of Sky Moore on the depth chart just because Sky Moore's a rookie. Rookies, yeah. Um, But, like, I don't know. Tyler Kel- Travis Kelsey will have a great year. But I just – Chiefs have took a lot of – like a huge step back. And everybody in that division when is taking a huge step up.
1: So, Cody, with the last pick of Javante Williams, we now move on to Drew with the next pick.
2: <sighs> so I got two guys I like. I don't want to say the other one. I,
0: I know you're going to take. I are yeah, we are,
1: we are yeah. already know.
0: Do you? Go mm-hmm. ahead. I'll let you know. if I'm not a liar. I'm All a right. truther. I mean, it's
2: uh, – I, I almost want to pick the next guy.
1: My well, hope. I mean, it is your pick, so that is a, how a snake draft works.
2: Okay. <sighs> All right. We're doing it. Pegging off of uh, the <laughs> Christian McCaffrey uh, pick, we're going the guy with the actual second highest ceiling in the league this year, mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley.
1: The second highest ceiling in the league, really. I, 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 need, I, I need to think, hear this. Yeah, uh, that, Drew, no, let's. I, I can't. Let's hear you. Drew, you have the floor. I, well, yeah.
2: You you don't think he's got the second highest ceiling in the league?
1: The, no, and we've to, the rest. We, this is your job yeah. to explain go, to go us ahead. why.
0: Go ahead. Okay,
2: he's work. back from injury. He he played well last year. He's two years now removed from the ACL. Is he young back? He's strong as hell. I think, uh, dude. His offensive line just got boosted up. He's gonna their offense is gonna be a little bit better and he's gonna be the main focus of it all. I don't think
0: uh I mean I think okay I almost, almost <laughs> wanna switch my pick. No, <laughs> no, you can't,
1: nah. No. No, I, mean, I already wrote it down. It is, okay.
0: it is a boomer bust pick. It is, um, it is. They they it's, added Evan Neal. I don't think it takes them from a battle line to a below average O line. But nothing much other changed. I mean, they got rid of Joe Judge, which is probably an underrated part of it. But at the same time, for sure. when you're talking highest ceiling, I feel like the Giants are bringing that down a lot. That's um, so why I and, think
1: so, too. And, he, and that's
0: no, sorry. like, sorry, sorry about, sorry for cutting you off, Evan. Uh, no, you're good. But uh, you talked in the last episode, like talent over opportunity. I feel like you went against your own advice there. He no is way. He is definitely the most talented running back left, but... He's their offense. He, he is their offense. Him and
2: Kadarius Toney, who but is a dart throw for this year.
0: There's, like, better guys out there with just the amount of opportunity and less question marks, I think.
1: Yeah, I I honestly expected to get Saquon my next, like, three to four picks. Yeah, I know. I know.
2: I boosted I was him up. I, was, I really around. was going to take uh, – this, probably this next. That's guy.
0: right. You you stick your flag in. Barkley, I did. I, I did Miley because Devontae Williams. I'm
2: going for the win this year, and mm-hmm. you hit high ceilings with Christian Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, baby.
1: Do you just say Christian McTitty? Yeah. <laughs> yes, whatever. Did.
2: Oh my goodness. All right, Evan, hit me with your your next nice pick. And let's
1: just just back up really quick with some of these ADPs. So like Saquon in my mock draft I did today is going like in the back half of the second.
2: No way. He's going at the turn. Oh yeah, back half of the half second. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the turn.
1: Like right around there. I've seen I've done some where it's like it it's always at the turn. In I think the second, he's moving up this, I
2: think he's moving up uh week to week now.
1: Right, but my question was just going to be if you if you're in that position drafting, is he one of your guys that you're like, I need to take him here? because he's not going to be available when you're in that, when you're drafting that position he's not going to be available in the fourth like the fourth fifth turn so like do you want to take him there cuz you yeah. most likely have like a Jonathan Taylor like you if you're drafting there around the turn you most likely already have a stud running back yeah would you want to take him if there's that high of a ceiling or would you rather go somewhere else like maybe like I've seen like a
2: mike evans mike evans yeah like a wide
1: receiver okay or just one of these other running back options for like more consistent
2: so what i'm seeing him know, now is does that make sense does that yeah. question make sense okay i think i think he's actually moving up uh into the middle part of the second round where some really? people take like Stephon diggs or something like that sure and he's someone that you can pair with him something like that but i don't i don't think you stack up uh saquon and like Christian McCaffrey on the same exact
0: team. Oh my goodness. That'd be my hell. Um but <laughs> that
1: would that's like the best that if you had imagine having that in 2019. Oh. <laughs> or that was the year CMC <laughs> no did or close. Four no one's even 40 close. If you
0: turn injuries
1: off. Sweet. Yeah, if you turn, yeah, if you turn if um, this is your Madden franchise. No, that is
0: interesting that you bring that up because Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Oh man, that's that could like win you the league. For sure. If you took Saquon and he turned out how he's supposed to. Yeah, if he turned out. But, like, I also don't think if you take Saquon there that you could probably, and he doesn't turn out, you could probably figure a way to still compete.
2: Yeah, you got JT. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, like, JT will definitely keep you in. So Mm -hmm. that's actually a good point. I would be willing to take that dart throw. Mm -hmm. Dart throw, I guess, if quote, (laughs) unquote, in the second round. Where if it does hit, like. That's just an insane amount of I mean, points.
0: Yeah. Pe- people are going to look back and like this is the stuff. Why that do we allow this? It. Yes, yeah,
1: like genius, genius, genius. All right, great. Honestly, you convinced me at the end. I was a little shocked when you first said it. Not going to lie.
0: Yeah, I, I was shocked at the confidence, but when we uh, put I some context in it, let
1: me talk it out a little bit. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, just give me one. So I'm drafting now with my fourth pick and with this fourth pick and this may come as a little bit of a a little bit of a shocker maybe not but with this pick I am gonna take DeAndre Swift
2: that's who I was debating about I like I love DeAndre Swift this year
1: I do too I think a lot of the hesitancy comes from he was injured for four games last year and he is on the Lions, which I don't believe will be a strong team uh, in terms of just wins losses. I think their offense will be fine. It will run through DeAndre Swift. But I'll bring up opportunities again because I will never stop bringing up these opportunities. He did only have 229 total, but it's an average of 17.6 per game. I mean, he has two years underneath his belt now, so I do believe in year three that he'll be getting more opportunities. Especially more targets, in my opinion. I mean, he had 78 targets last year, which is still very good. But I just think that this year, I don't know who else is going to be taking away his carries. Besides Jamal Williams, who is just the coolest guy of all time.
2: Oh, we love Jamal Williams Love Jamal
1: Williams. I just think he's such, especially where this pick is happening in this snake draft, I think he's just such a safe pick to have I mean averaged 17 points excuse me he averaged roughly 14 points a game which I think is fine value for where we're taking him now so very I'm definitely okay with taking DeAndre Swift with this pick and moving on to my next one wait can I yeah go ahead
2: say something Hmm? right now I'm seeing him at the end of the first which is a bit high but he also he also has a he could he could hit a ceiling that uh, I don't know some of the top running backs can hit so I guess it's if, kind of a dart throw but
1: if you're at the turn in the first round let's say one eleven or one twelve yeah and you have the opportunity to take Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift with both those picks I would one hundred percent do that
2: what if what if Diggs is there.
1: You know what? I think I would still... Oh, that's a good that was a good question. I like Diggs this year. I do like Diggs. And Josh Allen's just a monster QB. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. QB won last two years.
1: Yeah. I would say I would take Aaron. I would for sure lock down Aaron. No, I honestly think I would take Stefan Diggs. If and I knew and I was one gonna, of those guys. I think I would take Stefan Diggs first. And then with that second pick, I know I'm going to get and Aaron Jones or DeAndre Swift, I like, like either of those I like guys, that. I think I would almost think you would definitely have to. And if I don't get either of those two, you have a shot at one of those other running backs that we talked about. So I think that would honestly be my strategy. Yeah, I, th- I Yeah, I think um, – Especially – and even more so if you happen to be in a league with full-point PPR. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my then gosh, Absolutely.
0: I would – I'd probably go the latter. I'd probably go <laughs> Jones and Swift only because I think after yeah. Swift – there's just another tier below that. Like that's probably like the last I would say. Like, you think safe. Saquon Saquon's in a tier below that? No, I think I think Saquon and Swift, Swift and are in same, they're in the same. Swift and um, Saquon the same tier. I think Swift's above Saquon.
2: I I um, actually had but, him ranked um, above him. I'm but Swift, to like the,
0: he's, he's just like the last safe pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's like the definite. He's a running back too, and you can hang your hat on that. Um, some receivers you might uh, be tempted by, but I'm having a hard time thinking of who my next pick's going to be because I there's agree. a lot of question marks with some guys
1: coming up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially with my next pick that I'm going to take here, it's kind of like, damn, you're giving me heartburn with who I want to take here. Oh, uh. But I think it, just looking at this tier and who's available and who I think that I could probably get because of your guys's tendencies, I've noticed personally, and i I'm, i should just shut up and say it. I think with this pick, I am taking Ezekiel Elliott. What? Yep. I do think he's still the number one running back on an offense that's going to be extremely superpowered, extremely dynamic. He's av- he's averaged, or excuse me, he had 302 opportunities last year, which I absolutely love. With 65 of those opportunities. Being targets, he was playing with a torn PCL injury uh, after week four last year. So he still put up pretty good numbers considering uh, he just you know, had a torn ligament in his body. Tony Pollard does scare me. I will 100% admit. He looks better. But I don't think if you follow the money again, Zeke is the one with the bigger contract going to use them they have to use them to get their money's worth. So I do think that Zeke here is still a fine pick. It's definitely one that gives me a little hesitancy, a little heartburn, but Zeke is still I think he's still he'll be fine. He'll still be the Zeke same as last year. I don't think he'll win you your league, but For sure. I think he's still just a solid staple. Yeah. I personally I would put him his finish back half RB1 if not front end RB2 and when we say RB1 we mean top 12 running backs and RB2 top like 13 through 24 yep. running backs and that applies to all positions
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean ideally I wouldn't want to have to depend on him like to be my running back one mm-hmm. but yeah running back 2 he fits perfectly He's he is their starting running back he's a staple of the Cowboys um, if they didn't move on to more Pollard touches last year, I don't think they're going to do it this year. I mean, Mark, Mike McCarthy put him out there with one knee. so Yeah. Um, I think they are confident in him. I'm just worried about how the length of the NFL season, and he'll probably wear down when you need him the most, mm. like he did to me last year. Right. right. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's. I think that was the right pick.
2: The right pick?
0: Yeah, at the right okay. spot.
1: Drew, you got anything to say?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I have him in the next like two or three, but I don't know. I like I like Pollard this year. I think like he's gonna dip into Z. Wayne, you,
1: is your pick Pollard? Right? No, oh. no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and, <laughs> and then Pollard's, coming in, Pollard is great value for where he's gonna get drafted. He's still gonna see those touches, and he's gonna get drafted probably by the time late. the draft actually happens, like relatively late. So. Yeah.
0: And plus, I have like PTSD from Mike McCarthy's final year at the Packers where Aaron Jones was our better running back, but he didn't get starts. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, that's another reason why I feel he's going to stick with the veteran Zeke and not play Pollard <clears throat> as much.
1: Yeah, which definitely I could definitely see happen as well. But personally, I'm just more confident in Zeke at this point than some of the other guys that we're about to draft and talk about.
2: All right, well, some of these next guys, I'm also, I'm like, I'm not crazy confident in, but I think, he's gonna put up some solid fantasy points on your uh, team, and I am going to go with a shocking, fullback.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: Coming in at 260 pounds, Damn we've near. got ourselves Leonard Fournette, baby. Yes,
1: he got so. There's thick, no way apparently. that's right. There's
2: no way. He's maybe 250, but. He'll slim down by uh, once the games start happening. But Brady's gonna get him down near the red zone. He's gonna be scoring. I don't know. He was in, he was insane last year for fantasy. He's on Brandon's team. I don't know. Leonard Fournette, solid pick. Where's he going? End of I love end how of the. You had to say solid yeah. pick
1: for your
2: pick. <laughs> Where's he going in the third round right now? Right at the turn. Um, mid second probably. Mid second. I, I don't know. I think that's a solid pick. If you have another running back already, if that's your RB one, I don't know about that. Yeah, if
1: that's, that's your RB one, that's, that's concerning.
0: concerning. Your you lost. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to inform you. Yes. I don't know where did you guys have Leonard Fournette ranked? Somewhere um, around here? Um, right around here. A few running backs go before him. Still? Um, yeah. Um, looking back, just I feel like they've been trying. They're like darndest to like replace him and guys just keep failing oh yeah um oh, but brady loves him like yeah. <laughs> i don't know hey, maybe he does I'm, I'm not i'm not friends with tom i don't know what he thinks but i mean ronald jones they tried to replace him with Keyshawn vaughn last year then they drafted ricard white out of um arizona state Who's the i don't guy know they picked up oh yeah. yeah 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 they just seem they just seem very very angry with like how he's come in but I mean, that's never stopped him before. That's just the reports right now. We'll see yeah. once
2: we'll see once uh, preseason starts.
0: Um, and also Godwin being injured also affects Fournette's early games with how much what they do defensively, other opponents do defensively. Um. Yeah, it's it's just kind of getting in this area. He had a lot of receptions last year. Uh huh. Um, I think that's what made him a viable option. Um the backup running back to the drafted Ricardo White. That's kind of his uh stick, so I think that'll take away from him a little bit. Kenny pass block.
1: That's yeah, I mean that was the Ronald Jones Jr. killer, wasn't that? Yeah. And uh like, he couldn't he... pass block, couldn't
2: run. Leonard Fournette can. He'll be there. I think Leonard Fournette will take those third down uh those third down snaps which are money in PPR. You get the you get the pass catching. I think he'll be putting up points this year.
1: Yeah, eighty-four targets last year for Leonard Fournette. Yeah, even missing two entire games. So, honestly, a great pick. And you asked about Leonard Fournette's ADP. This is according to Sleeper. Uh, his ADP right now has him at thirty-one. Okay. So two, you're looking two, three at turn. yeah, you're looking at the two-three turn right there, which No, you're looking like mid-third round. But okay. regardless. Honestly, I would definitely take him there.
0: All righty, so that will lead me in my next pick. I'm going to take the first rookie, and that's going to be Brees Hall of the New York Jets. Uh, I liked him coming out of college. He's a good athlete, can catch the ball out of the backfield.
1: Upcoming offense, Zach Wilson, year two. And he's also got that dog in him, Zach Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) What a legend. He's already my QB1 on the year. Mm -hmm. Everybody's QB1. QB1 in your heart. At least QB1 in (laughs) – Give you one in our hearts and gosh dang, he just he literally took Stacy's mom to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh they also drafted uh Garrett Wilson. They're just an upcoming team. They w- probably one of the sneaky, like best drafts of this offseason. Um I think he's gonna step in right away. Michael Carter was a rookie last year. They sparingly used him. He's definitely not the guy, so I'm not really worried about that. But I'm gonna go with Brees Hall here.
2: I like the pick. I feel like he could be a miniature Najee Harris of last year. Um, I don't know. He's a good all-around back. He's going to catch
1: the ball, run the rock, and I think they're going to lean on him a lot. Do we have any info on what the Jets' proposed, like, offensive scheme will be? Like, do you, do we know who their coordinator is? Well, yeah. is it the same guy as last year? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Matt LaFleur. So oh. or no, wait, no, no, wait. No, wait Mike. Mike. Mike LaFleur. Yeah. I uh, like I that last name. Yeah, so Shanahan tree, zone stuff, something along those lines. But, I mean, Brees, he could do it all. He could run in, uh, in between the tackles, zone running, or catch it out of the backfield. So, I think he's, like – Iowa State's leader in, like any record
1: that could be ha- that could ha- anybody could have. So right, and Iowa State. I mean, it's definitely a lot different when, for example, if it's a rookie from you know one of those mid-major schools, like Iowa State's in a legit conference, you mm-hmm. know. So he played some good competition, and I do think that Breesall will be fine. It just makes me worried with his ADP where he's currently going. So it kind of lends me to take some other guys that we'll get to in this draft ahead of him, but if you're talking boomer bust guys, I could definitely see Brees Hall being a fertile contributor, like you mentioned, to this offense and being a real contributor to your fantasy team too. If he hits, that's great, great value. It's also potential potential keeper
0: value depending where you take him as well. Right. That's uh. That's how I had uh. Jonathan Taylor last year in the fourth round. Keeper. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, and then uh, for my second pick, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with James Conner. Um, he had a great year last year. Um, I don't think he'll have the same touchdown production that he did last year. I think it was like 16 or 17 touchdowns which is ridiculously like a lot. I think it was like second or third in the league. Insane amount of touchdowns. Those are pretty un- unpredictable but I mean they paid him. His backup, Chase Edmonds, uh, he's with the Dolphins now. So there's really no one behind him to take carries. Uh, I think he's a safe running back, too. For sure. And that's why I would take him here.
2: Also, their offense is going to be so high-powered that he's going to be down at the end zone all the time. He's going to get opportunities left and right. So I -hmm. think he's a good pick where you're taking him.
1: Right. And I do think, like Drew said, huge upside and – when I'm looking at these different running backs at this point in the draft, always gonna take the one with the best off, who's on the best offense. Oh yeah. yeah. So James Conner is a fantastic pick here.
0: Yeah, at minimum he's he's gonna get force said like the goal line carries, and he'll at I think he'll be at least a flex option.
2: All right. And that uh turns it over to me. I am uh gonna continue with my high ceiling picks here we're gonna go with
1: elvin kamara let's go baby the wide receiver you know top five wide receiver top five running back of basically the last two years three years ever since he came on the scene
2: He's, he's ridiculous he all his uh receiving work pumps him up in the half point ppr we'll see what happens he's got a six game suspension i think right now could be four
1: Right. I mean, it goes back and forth depending on your source. Some say six, some say four. So we'll wait to see once,
2: I don't know, closer to the drafting. Um, I would take him maybe late second, third round. You don't want to take him anywhere higher than that if he's got a six game. But four game, he's got some ceiling to help you uh, win that fantasy championship.
1: A great strategy for that, and I was just thinking of this because we, we were talking about keepers before we started recording. Let's say you have... A like if you're able to keep like one of our top five running backs, like your C McC, your Jonathan Taylor, your any of the Derrick Henry, any of those guys, if you wanna if you're able to keep one of those guys and take that dart throw, quote unquote, yeah on Alvin Kamara for is it Kamara or Kamara? I don't I think <laughs>
0: Kamara. Um, okay, Kamara.
1: If you wanna take that dart throw and just deal with the four to six games, you're gonna get plenty of of work from the top three top four so if you just say you get first round top five rb and then you draft kamara in that second or third as long as you have another running back in the mid-tier range that won't kill you Your are deaf your team's looking great when he comes back in pretty much any league scoring format as well
2: oh yeah even boost that up and hopefully get him in the third get a nice uh wide receiver you could a uh, grab some late, uh, late draft value, and he'll help you out halfway through the
0: season. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I, I'm always looking at it in a positive way. Um, workload is a huge thing in the NFL. I mean, the season's really long. He'll be fresh by midseason, hopefully good for the playoff stretch run is what I also think. Um, he's never had a 1,000-yard rushing year, so his most, like, elite years, he has to, like, do it through receiving or – getting a lot of rushing touchdowns. And I think with uh, Melvin Ingram being back. or Yeah, Melvin Ingram? No, that's nope. Mark, Ingram. Mark, Mark Ingram. Ingram. <laughs> High school <laughs> Mark Ingram. Good Lord. Uh, Mark Ingram being back. I think that's when he had his best years because Mark was kind of there to like be like the wrecking ball and kind of soften the defense up for Kamara to come in and then quick cut. So out.
1: slick, so smooth. Ingram Lee really is just a bowling ball. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> that just knocks down all the pins. And the Kamara is that nice one when you need like a, a little a quick split. You know. Mm-hmm. So with my next pick here, and with the start of the sixth round, and on the turn, I'm gonna go with David Montgomery.
0: Ooh.
1: And so he's a guy that I've just given so many opportunities uh, the last couple years, and I do think that this year, on a Honestly, an offense that won't be the best. He's still going to see a lot of work. I know there's a lot of Khalil Herbert talk, but when you look at last season's stats, 276 opportunities, and if you don't remember, opportunities are a combination of a running back's uh, rushing attempts and receiving targets. So averaging 21 opportunities a game. That's nuts. I don't see – I mean, he's still going to be very much involved in the passing game, I personally think. There's just – no reason to expect that he won't be involved. Cool Herbert, sure, but I still think that he'll get plenty of work. Um, he did have good yardage and decent amount of touchdowns, but I do think that the upside there is still there. And so he is going to be my pick here.
2: I like it. I think he, every year for the past, uh, how many years was he in the league? Two, three? He's he going has into his been four? Yes. <laughs> Oh, wow. He's kind of old. Right. He's well, he he's, he's old as hell. He's a top RB each year, and I don't think he's always drafted that high. So, I think you're getting a little gem here.
0: Yeah, he's always like a running back. He's always been like a running back, too, or a flex guy. Um, personally, from the football side of things, I hope Cleel Herbert takes over. I think he's a better <laughs> running back.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> that, that's fun. That's fun.
0: But, uh, no, he's – um. I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what the Bears do offensively this year. Last year with Matt Nagy calling plays, they were very bad and they got Luke Getze from Green Bay and he does a lot of RPO stuff. So I wonder how that'll affect uh, David Montgomery. You would figure that the runs that he's getting are gonna be into good boxes, so mm-hmm. might be better for him.
1: For sure. And then my next pick, which I know I've gotten a lot of a lot of flack for from my two co hosts here, <laughs> is gonna be Antonio Gibson hate it. That's the feedback I've been getting from everyone (laughs) I've told. But the story for Antonio Gibson, he played in every single game last year. He got 310 opportunities, which is kind of interesting considering his snap percentage. So basically the percentage of snaps that he was actually on the field was only at 57%. And still got 310 opportunities. So when he's on the field, he gets the ball in one way or another, whether that's through rushing or targets I mean, he averaged 2.6 catches a game last year for 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 a total of 42 so if you're thinking about a PPR league I think he's going to be great I think that the commanders are I mean I don't expect much from them
2: should be a little bit better with Carson Wentz we're not really sure but he's got to be better than the past few quarterbacks they've had
1: for sure like Carson Wentz is an upgrade I mean there's plenty of opportunity there so going with Antonio Gibson
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I only, I only not like the pick. Or n- it's not that I don't like it. I just, his I only sh- not like the
1: pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh,
0: I, his situation, again, is pretty annoying. They don't use him how he should. Um, but he, he still puts up solid numbers. I just hope that they use him in the receiving game like they should, and he could be you a top ten running back. You gotta like hope I for a McKissick. He should be.
2: You gotta hope for a McKissick injury because, I don't know, he's he was a receiver out of college. Yeah. Like he he can yeah. be used in the receiving game just fine. He just needs that opportunity. 100%.
1: <coughs> but now Drew with your next pick.
2: All right. So I'm switching over to uh someone who is actually going to get the receiving work. The mm-hmm. good oh. old half PPR points here. Travis Etienne.
1: Ooh. Yes.
2: He is kind of a mystery right now because what do you have? The Liz Frank injury last year? Is that right? Liz Frank out for season. So he's all healed up right now. I'm not too worried about James Robinson. He's coming back, but I think ETN will get a bunch of work towards the beginning of the season, and I think he's going to pop off uh, halfway through. Let's hope for a mini Alvin Kamara. We'll see. He's got the rapport with uh, Trevor Lawrence. And uh, it's kind of a dart throw, but everyone's getting excited about him in the fantasy uh,
0: industry here. And honestly, uh, I'm kind of mad at myself. I wish I would have picked him. Um, uh, James Robinson was put on PUP to start camp. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Which doesn't mean a whole lot, but he is coming off a torn Achilles, which, honestly, the last few years I've noticed recently has been harder for players to come back than torn ACLs. Sam mm-hmm. Akers, and for whatever reason, they they yeah they've never liked James Robinson, even no, though he's, he's done do. nothing but good things for him. <laughs> right, all yeah. they do, um, all he does is just yeah ball. he he's got an uphill battle. So I think Travis getting the load or the majority of the touches is is
1: safe. I wish I would have took him instead of James Connor. Good pick. <laughs> oh, got got our first uh, first. Evidence of like regret from a pick, <laughs> and yeah, Travis Etienne's currently eighty. His current ADP is forty-six, so you do have to take him late third round, early fourth. He that transfers to, so you have to kind of weigh your options there. But For I sure. think he's a prime example of that Camara yeah. example I gave before. Like, I would be fine taking him. He's another high upside guy potentially. So
2: you need some of these high upside guys to win your fantasy league.
1: Very, very true. You can't always be safe with these no. picks. Yeah,
0: no. no now is a time to definitely take a risk or two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Cody, what Alrighty, you got? ready With um, your last
1: two picks, Cody.
0: Hmm, with my last two picks, this is going to be a toughie. Um, my first pick, I'm going to go with NFC West running back Elijah Mitchell from San Francisco. Ew. Uh, ooh, <laughs> Ew. Um No, but uh there – Trey Sermon was like the big uh, kind of sleeper going into last year. He didn't really um do much for whatever reason, whether he was picking up the playbook or they just couldn't trust him out there. But Elijah kind of emerged. The only thing that worries me is they drafted another running back, and I can't think of his name um, at this time because it was that kind of a out-there pick Trace. even – I follow the draft pretty heavily, um, but I I just like the, his. I like the situation that he's in more than I think. Like the player mm-hmm. itself, power run, zone run. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's like masterful at putting these run game plans together, mm-hmm. and I don't think he really has anybody behind him that could take his spot. Mm-hmm. and then also you factor in the DeBo Samuel contract situation of A wanting to get paid and B not wanting to be a running back anymore.
2: Davis Price.
0: That's Davis again, Price. Yes. Uh, yes, and I forgot he like went to Arkansas Pine Bluff for yeah. college or something. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The, the powerhouse
1: <laughs> Arkansas Pine Bluff. And
0: that was like their second running back they took in the third round the last 2 years.
1: Mhm.
2: <laughs> so I'm a little skeptical on him because Shanahan, the past five seasons, has had a different top uh, running back. Mm-hmm. But Elijah Mitchell did look really good last year. So, I mean, you're getting him a little bit later in the draft. So
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I think it's h- kind of hard to find a bad pick now. Fair. I mean, I think Elijah Mitchell is almost the same definitely the same tiers like travis Etienne for me yeah where oh, yeah. if they hit they'll just produce like crazy but it's just i'm always scared with san francisco right shanahan's almost like damn near bill belichick when it comes to predicting his backfield at this mm-hmm. point
2: yeah. oh it's hard yeah and Mostert, nobody knows mostards hurt <laughs> all the time so
1: right he got right. bumped out of there mm-hmm. but all right so we okay, got, got your last one second
0: pick i think i got a steal here um Another guy who got injured, same division, Cam Akers. Um, I remember last year before he got hurt, he was being talked like in the top ten, like picks of the whole draft, like for running back.
1: People were saying that he would replace Todd Gurley, like put up Todd Gurley type mm-hmm. numbers. He did. Um, remember Todd Gurley? Yeah, <laughs> he
0: did. Uh, the light, the shelf life of a running back is not good. That's it's sad. That's why you don't pay him. This is true. Um, but yeah, Cam Akers. I just, I think he's. I'm hoping he's going to have a bounce back year. There's a lot of expectations from him. He did have that Achilles injury, and like I just said before, those have shown become like tougher to come back from. Um, as far as the situation goes, Sean McVay, Super Bowl winning team. Um, Cam Akers does have some receiving ability. Daryl Henderson may be an issue. But even towards the end of the year last year, it seemed like they were trying to find anybody other than Daryl Henderson to put out there. <laughs> they used Sony yeah. Michelle. Like mm-hmm. I picked up Daryl Henderson last
2: year, and I thought he was just a steal in the trade that I made for him. But then they started using Sony Michelle. It was a nightmare. So yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the Cam Akers pick. I'm a little scared about the um, torn Achilles, but he's year two or year two, one mm-hmm. and a half off it. So
1: we'll see. It's always interesting because I did research on Cam Akers, of course, for this snake draft, and I saw that all of running backs that have had a similar injury, their following seasons have just not been productive. So, this is an injury <laughs> that's very hard to bounce it makes back from. Feel he's, about young, he's young. terrible. He's young. He's young. He is much we'll, younger we'll than see. all these other yeah. running backs that have gotten it, but definitely something to watch for. But regardless, I still think he's a great talent, and sure. if you're willing to take the risk, not saying that I would take the risk. No. But uh, it's definitely something that could possibly hit.
0: Yeah, and uh, he, he came back at the end of last year, too, right? Or am I just, like, thinking? He came back last year, but like his for, like, yards like per carry was awful. Yeah, right. I think he was came really back bad. and didn't look, like, any good at all. But mm-hmm. no. Hoping, hoping for better things from him.
2: We'll see. All right, my uh, final pick. Yep. Yeah is an absolute steal in this draft. Mm -hmm. Someone that I don't think you're going to have to really worry about, it's going to be Josh Jacobs. He consistently finds himself in RB 14 to 16 range every year. I think the offense got better. I think he's going to be down by the goal line, end zone, getting work. We will see. Maybe some of the receiving work will be taken away by Devontae, Darren Waller, Renfro, We'll see, but I think he's gonna have a lot of uh touchdown upside for this upcoming season.
0: Yeah, I mean I've, offense definitely got better. I mean, they got top two receiver in the league, not two, um, Devontae Adams. So yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's gonna go. ha- that's gonna help everybody out. Um he definitely like got I think he was like very high in goal line touches last year. Like if there was one thing yeah. you could like this say this guy's good at is, is getting goal line touches. Um but yeah, I think I think this is probably his last year like being a lead back there though. Probably. But I mean, who cares talking about this year, right?
2: Yeah, you're getting him I don't know, in the middle of the drafts, I think if you pick up a top uh, first round running back, hit receiver twice, I think I don't know. You're looking at a good second back that's going to get work. He'll be an RB2 for you.
1: You giving up your draft strategy?
0: No. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Basically, that is kind of the point of our podcast down here. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So my final pick. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant, for sure. Um, I'm actually going to go with, and this this is definitely, at this point of time, a little, little scary but I do want to stick to my guns for J.K. Dobbins. We do know that he's on the pup list for training camp. Um, I don't believe that's too much to really really think about, unless, of course, at the time of your draft, if he's still on that pup list, definitely take him in a little bit later rounds. But I do think that I haven't seen any reports that say that he won't be confirmed ready for at least week two. And I think that if he's ready by then, I still have confidence in him. I have confidence in the, in the offense. I mean, his rookie season, his first year, he got a ton of work, 800 yards, 24 targets. This is a Ravens offense that's just completely dominated by running.
2: I I think they're going to win the division this year.
1: That's going to be a very interesting division to
0: it's watch. It's going to
2: be tight, but I think they can win it.
0: Yeah, they had, they had a lot of injuries last year, a lot oh yeah. um, you know, he's in a contract year. I'm really hoping to see, like, him to get back to his, like, MVP, you know, his MVP-type numbers because he, he gets a lot of disrespect Being called the running back, which, I mean, some of it's – there's some merit, but, like, at the same time, he still can, like, throw the ball. I don't know.
1: I mean, yeah. he made Mark Andrews into, a uh, like, a dignified threat. Yeah, like didn't he, he have, like, 1,200 yards last year? Was he had like more fantasy points than Travis Kelsey it's like last year.
0: Mark, I Andrews I Mark, Mark Andrews, I love the, I love the guy, but man, numbers do lie sometimes. Yeah, right, right, right.
1: <laughs> All right, so that concludes our snake draft for running backs. So to review, Drew had Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Terrible. Aaron Jones, Terrible. no black good, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Travis Etienne, and Josh Jacobs. I or Cody had Najee Harris, Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb, Javante Williams, Brees Hall, James Connor, Elijah Mitchell, and Cam Akers. (laughs) 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 And then, rounding it out, I had Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, and Cordero Patterson. And my guys, and girls who are listening, you can definitely look on our social medias, and I'll be posting a graphic or just posting a picture of our different snake drafts. Definitely vote, decide who won, and uh, we'll definitely take it from there. And you can find those different social medias uh, on Twitter. We are at we are at Draft Preppers on Twitter. On Instagram, we are at Draft Day Preppers, all one word. And then you can find us on TikTok at Draft Day Preppers, and then finally on YouTube. At Draft Day Preppers,
0: let's go. Yep, go follow us. It would be a shame if you didn't and you lost
1: your league. Be a, be a real crying shame. Yeah, I mean it would definitely be because you didn't follow us, hundred percent. And make sure to like, subscribe, uh, to wherever you listen to podcasts. And next week we have a special little little episode. We'll be doing the same format with a snake draft, but we'll be doing it around wide receivers. Oh the next top dog exactly so until then hope you all are doing well and i hope that you all stay prepped